Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Lights Out podcast. The 2022 Formula One season is underway, and we had a moderately exciting start to the season. I think it's fair to say nothing, obviously, compared to last year, but obviously the end of the Bahrain Grand Prix is something that, that we're definitely going to be chatting about uh, this afternoon. I'm joined by the two Callums today. Um, no, Joshua with us. He's decided that uh, an award that he's probably not going to win is more important than this podcast. Uh, so Callum McAvoy and Callum O'Reilly are with him, um, whatever it is that Joshua's at. He said he's at an awards event. If he's up for an award, I'm sure the three of us uh, send our good luck to him um, and we'll find out next week what he's been up to. But it's a shame because... Uh, the place that we're going to start at is the fact that both Alpines finished in the top 10. Um, and Joshua obviously put them down in, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19. And so did I. Um, and they finished in the top 10. But you two can't slate me for that because you're not the host, whereas I can slate Josh, but he's not here. So uh, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, that we'll, we'll brush that under the carpet and completely ignore that. But Callum McAvoy, the best thing, first of all, is we all got our wild predictions right. And I'll come to you. Has scored points. Uh, a miracle. Uh, no, not really. I mean, we, we all kind of saw from testing that they had some kind of pace, but we weren't sure whether it was real or not. Uh, but yeah, in, in one race, Kevin Magnussen scores more points than has having the last two seasons. Uh, absolutely remarkable and well-deserved as well. He didn't fluke it at all. Uh, obviously, he probably would have finished lower had it not been for the Red Bulls retiring. But even so, uh, yeah, fifth place, remarkable. And I watched the highlights back, and uh, I'll stick with you, Callum. Um, your heart must have been in your mouth when K. Mag and Perez were, were battling at Turn Four. You know, your, your two possibly favourite drivers on the grid. Or did you say you prefer Grosjean in that seat? But you, anyway, you, your heart must have been in your mouth watching that. Yeah, you just felt, didn't you, that both in the safety car restart and just at the start of the race, oh, you know, someone's going to crash into Magnussen or he's going to crash into someone else. And probably Perez was in that mix. So yes, doubly nervy for me, but. Uh, yeah, quite a clean race overall, to be honest, which we weren't expecting. It was only the Ocon-Schumacher uh, incident. It was the only time that there was like a real coming together, which is very unusual for Bahrain. But yeah, yeah, heart was in heart was in my mouth at that moment. But yeah, no. And you mentioned that incident there. I don't think we need to address it. That was a clear Ocon hit, hit Schumacher, spun him round, you know, set him down to the back of the pack. Easy five-second penalty. Probably the easiest decision the stewards uh, will make this season. Um, Callum Ohm will come to you as well while we're talking about the predictions that we made. Um, and yours related to Haas as well. You said that uh, Mick Schumacher was going to get through to Q2. That happened. You must have been delighted for him and, and for yourself. I mean, yeah, it was... When I when I said it, I thought that is quite a wild prediction, but it looks pretty tame in the end. With obviously Magnussen qualifying well within the side, inside the top ten, and you all predicting has to get points, but nonetheless, it's good. I mean, Schumacher. I think we could see a little bit this year with what we saw with George Russell in his second year, where he's clearly a good driver, but it will take him some time to adapt to being in a fight. Because when Russell said it, as soon as he was back, sort of towards the back of the midfield with Williams after that dreadful 2019, he'd almost, he'd become rusty. And I think we'll see a little bit of that with Schumacher, but I've got, I've got no doubt that we'll see Schumacher in the points a fair, fair few times this year based off what we saw in Bahrain. And you mentioned Schumacher getting in the points. I mean, has social media, has website, has everything was all about Magnussen, you know, finishing in the points. Um, how much is that going to drive Mick Schumacher to want to, wanna, you know, gain all that attention on himself and, and beat K-Mag and, and get himself in the points as well? Oh, 100%. I think it's. I think that's natural for an F1 driver, anyway, just to just to want want the headlines, not from a egotistical point of view, just because that's just shows you're doing well. And as Schumacher with the added the added pressure of his surname, 
wants to be impressing just so he isn't just known as Michael's son. Obviously, it's probably the hardest reputation to have in this sport being Michael Schumacher's son. So um, I think, yeah, Schumacher will be very, very driven for the rest of the season. And going much further up to the, well, not much, not too much further now. It was much further when, when it was Haas last year, but a little bit further to the front of the field and, and the overall race result um, where we had uh, Charles Leclerc winning the Grand Prix, uh, science second, if I'm not wrong. Um, and then Lewis Hamilton kind of fluked a third place. Um, Callum M, with, with what happened, Mercedes mustn't have believed their luck, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. How good was that Charles versus Max battle that we had for what, three laps running? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was proper Charles v Max, you know, Max being the aggressor, and then Charles just very calmly just doing what he had to do. I think he was mentioning after the race that he actually braked earlier into the first corner to allow Max through so he could have DRS later on, which is very tactical, very clever, very much what we've come to expect from Charles and the way he races. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. But the, the pace difference between the Ferrari and the Red Bull was kind of clear this weekend. I know obviously Max was in between both Ferraris, but it was just, you had the three couple of laps after the pit stop and then Charles just pulled away uh, again and looked you know, set to win the race very easily, which he kind of did. But uh, yeah, it was great to see the battle that we did. And then Calamo, let's uh, let's talk about reliability. It was it's kind of inevitable that, that we were going to talk about it. Um, three Red Bull powered cars not finishing the race when it looked like it was the Mercedes-powered cars um, that, that were looking slow, but maybe slightly more reliable. Obviously, we had Pierre Gasly with a fire, uh, which brought out the safety car. Um, and then Max Verstappen said he had a steering problem, which was apparently unrelated to him then uh, breaking down as he came into the pit lane. And then Sergio Perez lost it at the first corner, where I think the car just turned off and sent him into a spin. I've not really got any idea what happened there. Um, but, you know, what did you think of that when, when you saw that happening? What, you know, Red Bull's reliability issues. Do you think there's there's something into that or do you think it could have been just a complete coincidence? Um, I mean, that's the old saying, isn't it? That performance or when you races, but reliability or when you titles. And while I don't, you know, on the basis of Bahrain, don't think I'll be a Mercedes or a Red Bull powered car winning this year's championship, it is still a worry for Red Bull. I think, I think it was just, it's like, and it's an issue with the fuel pump apparently, which, to be fair to Red Bull, it's not a Red Bull part. It's an FIA-regulated part. Everyone had the part. Everyone knew it could go wrong. There was The curfew was allowed to be broken Saturday night to see if teams needed to change it, and Red Bull opted not to, and that, that did come back to bite them. I would imagine this... I don't think this will be a trend this season. In the Honda power unit last year was fairly bulletproof, and there won't be an awful lot that's changed, because while it may say Red Bull on the label, it's still very much a Honda engine. So I think... Red Bull will be worried about the reliability, but not overly worried. And I think Mercedes will be worried about the performance, which I think it's clear when you see the bottom six cars were all Mercedes powered. And I think that that kind of brings me on to the next point I've got down here. Um, Callum and the two McLarens, P14 and P15. I think at one point they were P18 and P20 as well during the race. You know, a disaster for McLaren. Um is it going to stay like this for the rest of the season or, or do you think, you know, five, six races time, they'll brush it under the carpet and, and you know, like maybe Mercedes as well, um, you know, they'll, they'll sort that performance out and, and get back to where they were? I mean, you'd certainly hope they will. I mean, obviously part of it is engine related, as you know, Cal Bowen mentioned, the other Mercedes cars struggling, Aston Martin, Williams, etc. But uh, yeah, just really weird because in, in testing, like they were having reliability issues, but performance-wise, they still seem to have probably the fourth quickest car on the grid. 
But yeah, they were absolutely nowhere this weekend. Um, they started on the medium tyres, which didn't help as well. Uh, that was clearly a mistake in hindsight. But uh, yeah, very, very uh, worrying times for McLaren, I think. And Callum M, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you. Are you still on for Charles Leclerc as, as your champion this year from, from what you saw on uh, on Sunday afternoon? Because I think you, you've kind of made us three look, look like mugs in, in a way, you know, all of us <laughs> predicting, you know, Lewis and Max and you've come out with that one. So you must be pretty pleased with yourself so far. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it's it, he, the winner of the first race, uh, race of the season doesn't always go on to win the championship or even come close to winning the championship in some occasions. So it all depends. I think Ferrari have got the quickest car now. Will they still have the quickest car by the end of the season? I don't know. Possibly not. But um, if Charles can take as many points now and as many wins now, uh, the better for his chances. Just one or two more things from Bahrain to to brush under the carpet before we move on to to this weekend's preview in Jeddah and and plenty to talk about with that as well, considering the race we had there last year. But just want to finish up uh, Callum Owen. Um, Guangyu Zhou, or Zhou Guangyu, as as we should be now calling him, um, got his first points on his Formula One debut and and made some good overtakes during the race. He was a bit kind of reminiscent of Yuki Tsunoda last year, but I've got a feeling with Zhou, he's, he's kind of a bit more calm and, and is probably going to carry that on and maybe consistently score points for, for Alfa Romeo and, and may not finish as low in the standings as we think. I mean, yeah, certainly it was an impressive debut. I think how many people on their F1 debut can say they went wheel to wheel with seven-time um, F1 champion Lewis Hamilton. I think it was good. I think obviously there was pace in that car and he was unlucky. He was he was 13th in, in Q2 until he lost his time and ended up 15th. So I think all considered, you'd be happy with that on your debut in a car that it was sort of an unproven quality after what um, what we saw from them in testing. And I, I like the Yuki Tsunoda comparison. I, I thought it myself that it was a strong debut and he's got to do what Tsunoda can't and stay consistent. I think that was what um, what Yuki's biggest struggle was last year. He'd, he'd lose his consistency and he'd have a lot of weekends out in Q1 towards the back of the points or not even in the points. I think if Alpha can keep giving Joe a good car, there's no reason why he can't be a consistent point scorer. I think the only worry for me would be if uh, McLaren get that performance um, because there's no doubt that those two drivers that can challenge for the points and maybe knock Joe and, and Bottas out of it. But talking about Valtteri Bottas, Callum M, he seemed to me just really happy, relaxed, calm. There's no pressure on him. How, how kind of refreshing was that to see? You know, he's not in the same car that's in terms of competitiveness as he was last year, but I think he's going to in, in, enjoy life a lot more at, at Alfa Romeo than he did at Mercedes. Yeah, as you say, there's less less pressure on him. He is now the number one driver, of course. And uh, yeah, out qualifying Russell in qualifying was a bit humiliating for Russell. Uh, hilarious, of course, for everyone else, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, but he wasn't as good in the race, and that's something we've seen from Valtteri. Quite good in like very good in qualifying, then doesn't quite have the same race craft. But uh, yeah, Alfa Romeo have got a better car than we all thought they were going to have. We will, we will put them last in our constructors' predictions, so we might have to revisit that a little later on. But, uh, yeah, no, Valtteri, yeah, looks a lot more relaxed, a lot happier. Good for him. I think uh, Josh probably put Alfa Romeo third, so he's probably, you know, beaming with, with delight at the moment. Um, the, the the final thing I want to talk about as well um, is last year we slated a lot of the, you know, the new AWS graphics that, that were coming in, but Formula One overall have brought in a new kind of graphics 
package for this season, the way, you know, the way the timing sheets are done and, and everything like that looks completely different. Um, Callum Owen, were you a fan of them? They obviously got lots of positive reaction on social media. Were you a fan of Formula One's new graphics for 2022? No, really, really dislike them. Really? I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think they look as good. It might be a little bit of, I'm just not used to them, but I think certainly in qualifying, I loved being able to watch a purple sector pop up in the last one of Q3. And now you can barely see, you see a faint line. It just didn't look good. It's simple. Actually, yeah, I, I don't. I saw I saw some positive um, reactions. I saw a fair few negative ones too, but I, yeah, really not a fan. What were your thoughts on the fonts? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It was, a start, it was a very unnecessary change. And all I can think of is they know there'll be more eyes on the sports this year. They tried to revamp it, make it newer. Lots of new fans coming in after last season. But I don't think there's certainly many things you change in Formula One before you change the um, graphics. Well, if you want the old graphics, watch Formula Two and Formula Three because they've stayed with the old format. Yes. So they're exactly the exactly. same too. So go and watch them. Exactly. And that's my biggest point with it. What Change all of them or change none of them and don't mm. give your feeder series better graphics. But it's very it's very nitpicky. <laughs> this is going to get like the liveries put in a minute where, where we start debating things that are nowhere near as important as the racing. Callum M, I may as well come to you because I, I, I genuinely thought this was going to be, yep, they're great, yep, they're great, move on. But but let's let's come to you. Just just let us know what, what you thought of them. Were you as disappointed as Callum O was with, with the new graphics that F1 have introduced? I mean, I, I quite like them, but there were moments where it was quite hard to tell what they were showing. Um the other thing they keep they keep trying to do this, and it's you know the race numbers that each driver has. Yeah. They keep putting them next to the name of each driver, but you can't actually make out what the numbers are on the graphics. Like <laughs> unless you've got like a sixty-inch TV, uh, you know you're not going to be able to tell what they are. So and it's not again it's and again it's not like like NASCAR where the numbers are painted on the roof of the car so you can clearly tell who's who. In F1, they're not really like that. So. Yeah, it just seems a bit unnecessary. And also, if you haven't memorized which driver has which number by this stage, then I bet you're not a fan. Like, you know, and there will be a test at the end of this podcast for you two, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, like there were some there were some bits I liked, but they have actually said we are going to try and improve as the season goes on, which is a good. They are listening to the fans more uh, when it comes to stuff like that. So. Maybe there'll be changes for this weekend. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. It's the first time they've ever been used. So uh, maybe a, a thicker purple line is definitely something that's needed during qualifying because that was difficult to tell um, what was going on. But apart from that, I, I, I quite like them. I quite like the the, ref, the refresh, but I didn't like the fact that they weren't used in the feeder series. That kind of really put me off in a way. Um, I didn't think we'd spend kind of five or so minutes talking about that. I, I genuinely didn't. I thought uh, that, that wouldn't cause debate. We'll have to see what Joshua thinks of them next week as well, because um, we know Joshua likes to uh, have different opinions as well. Um, so before we move on, uh, our final um, thing that I want to talk about is that we've got our little predictions table this year um, because I'm competitive. Um, so we're going to have, as well as keeping a record of how we've done in terms of our season predictions overall. We obviously make our predictions on the podcast every weekend. So we're just going to talk about those quickly um, and where we fed uh, in that one. Um, I'm trying to find the table on my spreadsheet. There we go. Right. So, yeah. Um, and the main reason I want to talk about this and that I created it is because I lead the way so far. Um, I got uh, three things right. So qualifying I got wrong. 
I got um, Leclerc winning the race, right? I got second place wrong. I got Hamilton finishing third, right? And then I also got my wildcard prediction, right? Which we all got right um, with Haas um, getting in the points. Um, everybody else, so in terms of where, where everybody is at the moment, I've got three points. Then Calamo's got two points. And then Joshua and Calamem both have one. So improvements needed from both of you this weekend. Um, and I'm probably not going to stay there. I'll probably stay on three for the rest of the season. That that wouldn't surprise me. But anyway, let's move on to Saudi Arabia. That's where we are this weekend. Straight back into it. Straight back into another race weekend. Um, it's Jeddah, where we were last year, the same street circuit, where we had a chaotic race. Um, Calamo, in the first time we'd ever race there. And, and surely we're not going to get a race like that again. But but just your thoughts on, on Jeddah last year as an overall package, you know, the race, the track and, and everything else. Um, I quite like the track. I'm sceptical about how good of a race it will be if it isn't chaotic. But I also think, I don't know, I think the first time you go to a track, it's always a little bit chaotic. And I think this year was no different. But I, I do sort of see a bit of a bit of vacuum in this track where if it's good, it's really good. But if it's, it's got a tendency to be bang average. And mm. obviously time will tell with that. And that's, that's purely me speculating. But I, I liked it last year. I hope I'll like it this year. I, I don't think the race will be quite as mental, but um, I still think it'll be a good race. I mean, the main point is we're at completely different points in the season. You know, this is the second race of the season. Last year, Jeddah was the second last race of the season. And obviously we had all the chaos, which all started with Mick Schumacher's crash. And speaking of crashes, throughout the weekend and throughout uh, Formula 1 and Formula 2, um, and I think, that, I think the W Series went there last year, but... Um, there were some pretty dangerous crashes, uh, Callum M. Do you think the drivers are going to be taking, are going to be more aware of that and maybe taking less risks? I mean, I think every driver's raced there before, apart from probably Magnussen. Joe would have been there in F2. Um, Magnussen, I think, is probably the only one that hasn't hasn't been there. But uh, back to the question, do you think drivers may take less risks, especially in that, was it turn 21, 22 or 23, 24 complex, something like that? Mm. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I mentioned it before, there wasn't many incidents in Bahrain. I think part of that was because it's so early in the season with these new cars as well. Everyone's still getting the feeling for it. No one wants to crash out early and lose like valuable data that is gained during a race. So there is that aspect to it. And they have made some adjustments to the track as well to make it a little bit wider, a little bit safer. Uh, that being said, really don't like the circuit. I uh, didn't like it when they announced what it was going to look like. I didn't like it when we raced on it last season, and I doubt this weekend's going to change my opinion on it. Just very, it, again, a bit like Azerbaijan, very dangerous, even more dangerous, um, really, just because it's narrower and just, yeah, I didn't rate it as a race last year. I know it was very instant-packed, but that doesn't make it a great race necessarily. And uh, also there's a whole thing that, we shouldn't really be racing in Saudi Arabia, but that's a whole another thing. And I'm sure I don't need to go into reasons why. But uh, yeah, not particularly looking forward to this weekend. Um, yeah, it does feel really weird to have the second race of this season being the second to last race of the last season. Um, but, uh, you know, oh, well. Mm. I mean, I, I, I watched last year's highlights back just before we started and, and, you know, it said Saudi Arabian Grand Prix highlights three months ago. And it was like, you know, how has it only been three months since we've been there? Um, it does seem a bit of a strange one that it's been, been rescheduled. Maybe it could be to do with the weather or something like that. Who knows? Um, but like you said, we could probably talk for, for hours about why we shouldn't wouldn't shouldn't be in there. Um, but we're not going to go into that uh, for now. Um, Calamo, let's come to you first then for your predictions. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? We'll start with uh, who you think is going to be on poll. 
So I think it'll be close again between the two Ferraris and Max. I'll go with um, got Max with, uh, to get pole and have Carlos signs to sort of shock everyone and join them on the front row ahead of Charles Leclerc. Nice. Callum M, let's uh, throw it over to you. Uh, yeah, I've also got Charles Leclerc on pole as well. Uh, I didn't do second on the grid, but I'll say Max Verstappen, just for the sake of it. Cool. And then uh, for myself, we've got Joshua's as well. We'll come to him in a minute. Um, I've gone with Max um, just because I think he's going to be so hungry to come back after after last weekend. Obviously, completely out of his hands what happened. Um, but I've gone with Max, then probably Leclerc behind him, and then I'll go with Sainz. Um, in third, Joshua has got uh, Leclerc on pole. I've lost his second and third predictions because I didn't actually write them down. Um, but he's got Leclerc on pole. Um, let's talk about the race um, while I get Joshua's uh, rest of the grid. In terms of his, so he's got Leclerc on pole, Max second and Sainz third. Um, Calamo, let's come to your, your final finishing top three for the race. Your podium, I don't know why I said it like that. Your podium uh, for Sunday's race in Jeddah. I think, I think it will be a bit more processionary than last year. I don't think there'll be many fights for the lead or as many crashes. I think we'll go Max um, and then Charles to jump his teammate, end up second and Carlos Sainz third. Callum M, over to you, thinking similarly, you kind of nodded along there. Uh, completely different, really. Um, Charles Leclerc <laughs> has a, a lot of bad luck when it comes to street circuits. Um, if you recall, he crashed in Quali in Monaco last season and failed to start the race because of a problem beforehand. And I reckon something's going to happen. He's not going to be on the podium at all. I've gone with Carlos Sainz to win his first ever Grand Prix. Nice. Max Verstappen second, and my boy Sergio in third. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Callum McAvoy podium without Sergio Perez on it. Um, I've gone with Max to, to retain his pole position and convert that into a win, just because I think that hunger is going to be unbelievable. I think he's going to do whatever it takes to win this race. Um, I've been, I obviously said Leclerc second earlier. I've dropped him down to third in the race and put Science ahead of him. I think that will just purely be on the start, you know, Callum Owen mentioned it there. I think we're going to get a fairly boring race um, this year. I don't think much is going to happen. My wild prediction kind of doesn't follow that, um, but it's Jeddah, so you've kind of got to make a wild prediction. Um, let's talk about Joshua's. Uh, he's gone with Max to um, win the race as well. He's gone with Leclerc second, Science third. It's the same as mine, just Science and Leclerc switched. Um, his wildcard prediction, Joshua has gone for three plus DNFs. Hasn't been clear whether they're going to be reliability failures, crashes or anything like that, but he's expecting maybe a bit of drama and a few safety cars. Mine also links into that. That's why I've kind of gone straight into it. I've gone with two safety cars, but I think they're both going to be kind of driver error accidents, uh, a bit like we had with Schumacher last year where he lost it at that turn 21-22 complex. Um, Callum M, we'll come straight back to you. What's your kind of wild prediction for this one? I've kind of gone one step further than you, Matt. Uh, I've said two red flags. Oh, nice. Same as last year. So, uh, yeah, same as last year. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I, again, it's it's one of these circuits where it's so narrow. If someone crashes, we're going to need a red flag to sort it out, really. You know, we we saw in Bahrain, obviously, when uh, Gasly retired and they initially went virtual safety car and then they very quickly went, no, now we need a full safety car, even though his car wasn't really in that dangerous a position. It just had to be done because of safety reasons. You know, it's this is such a narrow circuit. You know, it's, even if you're if you even if you crash as far away from the actual track as possible, it's still in a really dangerous place. So yeah, two red flags seems about reasonable to me. You want red flags because you're not a fan of the the new safety car procedure that we saw in Bahrain, where all of the lapped cars overtook them. Is that is that why you want red flags? I, I love that. You know, <laughs> um, I love my ball, 
I love her on if anyone saw the Sky Sports coverage, Ted Kravitz was just having like PTSD. From, he was like, again. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Uh, Calamo, we'll, we'll throw it straight straight down to you. Um, your wild prediction for the weekend is: Does it involve incidents like all of ours do? Uh, no, I seem I seem to be my wild card seems to come out qualifying quite a lot. I've said that five different teams will go out in Q one. So we had oh nice. Four in, we had four in Bahrain. We had um, so Williams and Nicholas Latifi. We had the Altari Snowder. We had McLaren, Daniel Ricciardo, and the two Aston Martins. So I've just gone for this time, just switch it up. There'll be five teams. Who that team will be? Maybe Guangzhou in the Alfa Romeo. Just first time street circuit in F1. It's always a challenge. But I think really it could be a lot of different people. So, yeah, I'll go with the five teams out in Q1. If after we finish this, you stick your five teams in the group chat, we'll give you a point for each team that you get right. I think that that'd be fair for, for the predictions league. Callum's putting a face there. He's like, no, I'm not losing points for that. Making up the rules. <laughs> the rules and go along. <laughs> okay, you can you can you can put in who you think's going to cause the red flags. I'll put in who I think's going to cause the safety cars, and we'll just tell Josh. Won't tell Josh or anything. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that, that'd be quite fun. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's going to be it from us uh, this week. Looking forward to, to getting straight back onto it. Um, I really enjoyed it the weekend doing kind of live Twitter updates on, on our Twitter account. So if you're going to follow us over there, um, if you're not available, then you know to watch the race, you'll be able to see uh, what I think of it um, through Twitter. So that's I think at Lights Out Pod underscore. But Joshua will edit and put this together, and it'll all be kind of in the show notes or, or the description. Um, and we're all on Twitter as well. All of that will kind of be down below um so yeah jedda this weekend for the second time in four months i think it is three or four months um looking forward to that one and we'll be back in a couple of weeks time so there's a bit of a break after this one before we go back to melbourne really looking forward to that not really um so yeah back to melbourne in a couple of weeks time and we'll obviously talk about the chaos or not chaos that happens in jedda this weekend thank you very much for listening like i said make sure you're following us on twitter Subscribe to us, follow us, whatever you're listening to us on. Um, And yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.